everybody. Welcome to episode 23 of the Yinzers Podcast. I'm Morgan Erso, here with my co-host, Samantha James, Twitter felon. Hey, Sam. Hi, guys. How was it? Hi, everyone uh, over there in jail. You know, it's it's a little bit lonely. It's a little bit lonely over here. Uh, I tried to appeal. Go ahead. I tried to um, appeal my permanent ban on Twitter, and it says it could take up to a few days, and I probably am not going to win it. So, for those of you who don't know, Sam got the perma ban on Twitter today. We're fighting that, like the uh, fighting for justice for Sam. Uh, But until then, tonight it is just. Sam and I. Jordan is in Tampa watching her beloved Pens open the season. Um, We miss you, Jay, and we'll see you here next week. But let's just jump right in. And I want to know, first things first, why can't we have nice things? As Steeler fans, faithful fans of the black and gold, why can we not have nice things? The injuries. Oh, my gosh, the injuries. I can't. Dude. Juju, I, I honestly couldn't even celebrate today, which as we could see, I was literally banned from Twitter within like one hour of waking up. So that just proves even further how passionate we are about these this team and these players. But I mean, it's heartbreaking. It really is. And the thing is, like, I, I want so much to be excited about this win because it was a great game for the most part Mm -hmm. there is very little to take away from that game and be disappointed about we'll get into that i promise you we will because we are not all rainbows and butterflies over here today but Mm -hmm. a large reason for the way that we're feeling today which is just dejected deflated is Mm -hmm. the season ending shoulder injury that juju smith schuster sustained yesterday um devastating is an understatement you guys like here's the thing and i'll be i'll be honest juju has become a friend of mine and that man deserves so much better than ending this season going into a new contract year trying to test whatever market and get his money in free agency he deserves so much better say what you will about his dancing about his gaming whatever pisses you off because you're unhappy with your own life Sidebar, no one, to, no one who is happier than you will talk shit about you or be mean to you for no reason. No one yep. who's happier than Juju hates on Juju. So just, you know, let that marinate for a little bit. But here's the thing, like, he deserves so much better. Not only was he four games into a season that was not going his way statistically, he wasn't getting... Mm-hmm the numbers he needed to get in order to get the money that he wants to get in this next off season. So he wasn't anything that helped him in agency. And that is no fault of his own because when the ball came his way, he did stuff with, he, he made plays. He did. The issue is the physical player. Yeah. 100%. The issue is the stagnant offense. He's looking at an offense that can barely get a hundred yards of offense in a half of a football game in a whole football game. And he, you know, it, it's 
after another. He sustains this injury. The season's over. He was unable to put up remarkable numbers prior to that injury due to no fault of his own, like I said. And now this. And it's just, um, it's heavy. It's heavy for all of us. It's hard to celebrate a win with a loss like that. What does Juju mean to that wide receiver room? Let's talk about that real quick. I mean, Juju is, even at his age, is the veteran wide receiver in that room. I mean, his energy is infectious. You can see that. All the players look up to him. I would expect, honestly, to still see Juju on the sideline every week. Um, That's the type of player that he is. You know, he's going to do what he can to still help his teammates. I 100% expect that. There was a couple of reports like floating around today. The first one said he did have surgery last night. Then Brooke Pryor came out and was like, no, he did not. Um, so I guess we're going to see where he ends up going with that. I'm, we still haven't even you know, had a confirmed shoulder injury. We know it's a shoulder, but we don't know what the actual injury is yet. Yeah, so the media has been, and the steel, the Steelers have, the media has been uh, kept in the dark about that. The Steelers have been very tight-lipped about what's going on with his specific injury. I'm sure that's for good reason. Um, I'm just sad for the team, for Steelers fans, for my friend. Like all around, it's just ass. The whole situation is ass, and he deserves better. So he does, you know. We can move on to that topic because we do have a lot of good to talk, to talk about today. Finally, for the first time in three weeks. So let's jump in to stuff that we're excited about. Najee, by the way, uh, announcers, that's how you pronounce his name. Najee. 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 I'm like, Najee? Najee. I, I understand, like, in French, two E's can be A. He has said several times, it's Najee, exactly yeah. how it's spelled. Let's not yeah. try to get too cute with it. It's right. Najee Harris. He eclipsed 100 yards in a game for the first time in his professional career, uh, 122 to be exact. This is the first 100-yard rusher that the Denver defense has allowed this year. You could tell he was stoked. Like, you know, the last two games especially, he looked pretty defeated afterwards. Like, after this game, he was like, you could see that spark was lit back up. He's like, okay, you know what? I I made real progress in this game today. Um, You know, people are tweeting again, offensive rookie of the year, Najee Harris. It's like, okay, you know what? He's not just going out there every week and getting beat up for nothing. Right, right. I mean, he has taken beating for this scene, especially with that offensive line. That's another bright spot on yesterday. The offensive line really stepped up in both pass protection and run protection. We saw Ben had time. Najee had holes. Like, it Mm -hmm. was so exciting to watch them finally gel and work together in cohesion to make something happen for that offense. Like, I would even say, I would venture to say yesterday – despite the last play of the game, because it was the defense that saved that. But the offense came up huge yesterday. The offense almost bailed out the second half defense yesterday. Well, that's something that we touched on before, you know, is like the defense had to be so frustrated just constantly on the field because the offense couldn't gain any traction and couldn't do anything. And it's like, okay, I'm out here getting, you know, putting my body on the line, getting thrown around. And then you guys are on the field for literally – four drives and off and you did nothing with it and right. you 
hit it in one minute, maybe two, because that's how quick they were going. So I think, you know, allowing the defense to even have somewhat of a break in between, they're like, okay, you know what, this is better. This is a better flow for us. You know, they're probably not pissed off at the offense and not pissed and not tired. So they look better. When you have a balanced approach and you're playing all three phases of football, well, no one gets winded in the second quarter. Like they're ready to play. I mean, we didn't see a full four quarter game yesterday out of this team. A lot of that had injuries feeling dejected because of that, but they, you know, they were able to withstand so much more yesterday because the offense in first, the Steelers in the first quarter possessed the ball for 11 minutes. That yeah, they didn't do a commercial. The t- right. That is controlling yeah. the time of possession. That's something mm-hmm. we have been unable to do this entire season so far, right. the first five games. I would say right. we struggled with it even against the Bills in the second yeah. half of the game. And so it was really, really nice to see them with this balanced approach to football. Um, and that and that's both offensively and defensively. We saw on the offense we had a prolific not prolific almost prolific for who ben is right now passing yeah. game the running game was successful on defense we saw a new package with that ingram and had all in plays they were right. dominant when they ran those I, defensive packages it's so exciting i to see the love finally the rotation yeah i love the rotation yes. of why of ingram um of highsmith like you said alex is a phenomenal player all, all three of them are phenomenal players, but being able to rotate them in and out like that, it's like, it's a game changer. And have game changer. all three of them on the field at the same time. There were yeah. points where, you know, had at least best 11 defenders on the team, on the field mm-hmm. at the same time. And that's, yep. I mean, that's when you saw the announce. That's when you saw the disruption with uh, yeah. Denver's offense. I mean, it was tangible. Um, so yeah. it's really nice to see that innovation. Um, another great thing that happened yesterday, Chase Claypool for the first time this season also yes. eclipsed 100 yards. This is the first time since October of 2019 that we've had a 100-yard rusher and a 100-yard receiver in the same game. Isn't that crazy? Like, I feel like the heavens crazy. are shining down on us right now. Like, it's been, I mean, like, that hasn't happened since now. to even think that it's been that long i know like a year actually that's actually two almost two years 2019 oh 2019 oh my gosh yeah yeah that's depressing (laughs) i mean it's depressing you put it in like that really puts some stuff into perspective right and it really goes to show why I used a word like prolific to describe the offense yesterday, because it feels prolific what they were able to do. I mean, especially in comparison to the past two years of offense on this team. So, you know, it was great to see some strides in Canada as well. One of those passes, right. was like a, what, 59, 60 yard touchdown to Claypool. Yes. Like 
Yeah. I'm sorry. Who are you? Who are you, Ben Roethlisberger? Do we know uh, you? I think he listened to our podcast last week because we do we know you. We, we tore him a new one last week. Um, yeah. Big Ben, friend of the show. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, no, honestly, I call him Big Bomb Roethlisberger now. Um, yeah. That is his new name. He threw 50 yards to Deontay, 59 to Claypool, and people want to bitch about his deep arm. I'm telling you, like, there is no loss of strength in that arm. Maybe there are right. some accuracy issues here and there to be expected with a reconstructed elbow. Y'all can bite me. Well, yeah. And, I mean, last week he came out and said, oh, you know what? My lower body mechanics are yes. off. And, like we've said, he's been so naturally talented. He's never had to work on those. He's 39 years old now. So, is that what happened? I don't know, but I mean, it showed this week. Very something. Very astute, very astute observation. I don't disagree at all. I think there's something to be said for the fact that he finally acknowledged, okay, maybe I should get my lower body mechanics right. And all of a sudden, he's launching bombs. What? Maybe need to really nice to see. I straight up had chills when Deontay got that first strike. I, I'm not kidding you. My full body yeah. chills. I felt like I was like a crime, I, you know, crime junkie. I don't know if any of you listen to crime junkie, but their catchphrase is full yeah. body chills. Like, okay. It's not the same kind of full body chills you get from true crime. Even better. Oh, it was amazing. Um, There's yeah. I have complaints about Ben yesterday. I mean, the one complaint I do have, and I will, you know, I'm not going to, like I said, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. The one, the fumble, uh, the sack fumble. Yeah. He held onto the ball for too long. But listen, beggars can't be choosers. One week we're complaining about Ben not holding onto the ball long enough. The next week we're complaining about Ben holding onto the ball too long. Can't have yeah. it both ways. He's not perfect. <laughs> He's going to make He's a not. mistake every now and then. So um, it didn't cost us the game. That Denver was not able to swing the momentum in their direction after that mm -hmm. turnover. So uh, he gets a pass. He gets a pass this week. We're not going to rip him a new one, okay? Let's talk about, let's talk about the defense. James Bear came up huge. Not only did he save that potential touchdown from Javante Williams, who, by the way, can scoot his ass down the field like, damn, that guy yes. moves. Yes. Saved that touchdown, which ended up being kind of big in the end. Um, but the redemption on the interception, like the should have been interception. And then the like, like, I go back and forth on this. Like what feels better seeing your team score a touchdown or seeing a pick six? Like, I don't know the levels of excitement that I get from both things. I'm like, Oh my God. Like I will run through my living room, like a maniac. Like I, I had a new neighbor move in this weekend. I'm like, Oh, they're going to hate me. They're from psycho <laughs> watching this game, screaming back and forth. Like, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, no I honestly, like, when he dropped what should have been the interception to end the game, like, he had it, man. And I was yeah. like, you know what? Like, that's just, you know, it'll come. His hands will get better as he, you know, progresses through this game and this league and whatever. It's just, you know, it happens. He's young. Right. And then sealed the deal and ends to win game felt right. like the best thing that it has ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> yeah. 
genuinely felt that way because the defense they were putting together was. I know, I know. It was it was it was getting nerve wracking because you know the Steelers like to do that to us. It's like it's never over. I I do not care. I never am like oh it's over. We're up by a touchdown. Or it's never over until it's over for me. Same thing. Like right. we're getting our ass kicked. I have to watch it to the very end because I'm sadistic, I guess, or something. I don't know. But the defense. Oh, I mean, it is look a form of self abuse. Yeah, it's sick. Um, another player, like I know we talked about last week, was like one of the few bright spots too. Was Arthur Mullet, and like again this week showed up, like finding his own, being very dominant. I'm like, yes, please, please keep going. Right. I mean, he has been in coverage, <sighs> so present, just present. Yes. He's he's yes. making plays on the ball constantly, <clears throat> his coverage skills are phenomenal. And I credit you with acknowledging that last week because you're the one who was like, I like Arthur Millette. I really am yeah. impressed with him. And again, yeah. this week, like you stand by that statement and I agree with you. Like he has been so good for this team and I'm so yeah. happy that we went and picked him up. I know. When you look back here, like this is crazy. And Terrell Edmonds, like, who Dude. are you? I know it's your contract year and like you're trying to get your money, but I, uh, it's, I mean, I, I'm on a little bit of a delay at Eddie. I don't know if you want to cut that out, but, um, it's making it difficult to communicate right now. Okay. There goes my signal thing. Okay. So maybe it's better now. Anyway. Yeah. He's playing the best football of his life. I have never seen him be all over the field like he has been this entire season. I think Being one play last week. Yeah. Yes. One play last mm -hmm. week, he got a, he got burned. And that was, you know, it happens to the best right. of the best. It happens. Right. It is what it right. is. But I would say like 90% of the snaps that Edmonds is on is in the game on. He is making, he is there. He's right where he needs to be. He's making something happen. He is not the reason that this defense struggled late in the game yesterday. The reason mm -hmm. for that, and I will literally pinpoint the exact moment when things turned around for Denver, and the only reason it did is because this single guy went down. And this is a guy who made splash plays in this game. He absolutely changed the trajectory of a Denver drive on his own with a huge set. Evan Bush, Evan Bush, he is so important to this defense. It, yeah. it cannot be understated. It really no. can't. We saw how big of a cliff this defense fell off when he got hurt last year. Mm -hmm. We saw it like a sped up version of that in yesterday's game. Because yep. we saw a dominant defense in the first half and then Devin Bush goes down and all of a sudden Denver's coming back and outside the game that's not a coincidence i also am like what the heck is with the groin injuries I, dude i've never seen you. so many players especially defensive players all dealing with groin injuries like across the board i'm like do we not work do we not stretch those out do we not rehab i i don't know what that process looks like but whoever the person is in charge of groins 
groin Please coach help. in here. <laughs> is that a thing? Is there a groin specialist? Because I will start a GoFundMe to pay you because I'm very concerned at this point with the amount of groin injuries that we have. We are literally, the Steelers literally need to hire a vice president of groin maintenance. And this is what's going to happen, guys. We're going to take care of them groins. We're going to get them right. It's a, it's a conditioning issue. Like that's what it is. It's a conditioning issue. I don't know who the conditioning coach is right now, but yeah. like, let's step it up. Like, sir. The groins were not conditioned. They were not conditioned. Clearly. <laughs> we have some surly unconditioned minds in Pittsburgh. We have a groin problem. Okay. Put that on a shirt. Unconditioned groins. <laughs> Pittsburgh, home of the unconditioned groins. Love it. That's our new slogan. Oh my um, gosh. I just, yeah. I mean, we fell off an absolute cliff without him. It's very obvious uh, what value he brings to this team specifically and especially, especially against the run. But Devin yes. Bush is great in coverage too. So like, let's not act like he's not, you know, he can't do this or that. He is uh, right. an every kind of he's defender, a, right? Like he can, he can do everything. of that defense. Yes. He, Absolutely. Same thing as TJ Watt. You, you just, you immediately notice Feel that the they're loss. gone, that they're missing. Yeah. It's not something yeah. you're like, oh, we can just sub someone. He's not a player that you could just sub someone in for. It just... No, no and we, we've seen it. I like Robert Spillane. He, he's not Devin Bush. And we no. all are very Great. painfully aware of that fact. Yeah. Um. So, you know, there's some some groin issues, but par for the course at this point. Like, this is what right. we're used to. Um, right. That being said, I'm so sick of people. I get it. Like, he... Injured frequently. This hope not serious. We've seen a two-week groin injury keep a guy out for half a game and then a full game and then he's back. And you know, hopefully that's the case, if not sooner, for Devin Bush. But like, I see people all over Twitter calling this man a bust, saying we should trade up for trade it up for him because he's getting hurt. Like, listen, the impact that he has on the field and his play, like you earn the label of bust by not playing playing up to your potential physically, not having the impact on the game that you were expected to have. He has right. that impact, right. if not more. The fact that he's right. injured doesn't mean he's a bust. Y'all need to get right. that out of your brain. Marty Burns was a bust, there. okay? There's a big difference. Jarvis Jones. Like, there Ugh. are – we could go through yes. a laundry list yes. of busts. Devin Bush does yes. not belong on it. Right. It doesn't. I've been, Twitter's like wild like that too. I saw, you know, tweets floating around this weekend saying Minka Fitzpatrick was a bust. And I'm like, I, I just have to keep scrolling. I just have to keep scrolling because I could argue with these people all day long and it just gets I mean, me in Twitter jail. So Right. I, and maybe it's a good thing that you're locked up because <laughs> uh, those people don't deserve your attention with their stupid ass, ass trash takes. So next. Um, Benny Snell on the field. I get yeah. it. I, like, we can't have Najee in for every single play. We don't want him, you know, taking a huge brunt of the carries, especially not right now, especially when he's having so much success. Like, we need to give him a break here and there. Um, so I yeah. get it. We need to sub some guys in. 
Um, the mm. fact that Najee was cramping a bunch yesterday forced Snell and Balazs to be in the game a little bit more than I would have preferred. Um, right. I have, when I was taking my notes yesterday, uh, I have put Balazs and then I put a puke emoji. Cause that's all I have to say. Like it was so demotivating. It didn't entirely swing the game, but you definitely also felt it. Like yeah. I felt like the defense when they came back again, it's like they, they're not getting enough of a break. They're not able to catch their breath. They're not able, you know, mm-hmm. It, it is. It's. It, I guess it is demotivating, like, to watch that. Even as a fan, you're like, all right, well, that, that was quick. So we're just going to go right back to defense. Right. And I'm not saying – and I think our backup running back should be as good as Najee. I'm not saying that. But, like, look at what we had when we had, had Le'Veon right. and Connor. Like, that is a running back team that – was able to still make plays when our RB1 had to come out of the game. When Le'Veon yeah. was not in the game and Connor went in, he was still making stuff happen. And so that's kind of the issue that I'm having here. Um, Benny Snell dropped a, a, a pass that would have been a first down. Like, you just can't mm-hmm. – they're not reliable right now. Right. right. And so it's frustrating to see them on the field. Um, another – you know, just absolute soul crusher yesterday is Chooks getting all of those false start calls. He was oh, jumping yeah. the line so much, it, more, more than even got called. Yeah. I think I saw him jump five times and he only got two false start calls. Um, yeah. He, he got a lot of hate yesterday and it was deserved. I mean, he's he's looked so bad this whole time. Um, you know, we're still waiting to see if, if Zach Banner is actually activated off. I said, well, I guess they technically activated him, but whether or not. Yeah. Yeah. A certain time has, period. 31 days? 21 like, days? 21 days, I thought, is what they said, to actually practice, be on the field before he's out for the rest of the season. And so that's not a very big window of time. It's, it's not bad. No, I, it comes back the better, honestly, because right. the frustrating part about Chooks is like, okay, you look at the game yesterday and you can recognize some bright spots in his game. He was decent in pass coverage yesterday, but the penalties and the mistakes that he's making are too costly at this juncture. Mm-hmm. We don't have the rest of the line to make up for the mistakes that are being made on his side. And right. listen... I'm not saying he can't improve, but what I've seen so far is disappointing. And I just need, we right. need him to step up while he's in the game. He needs to be not making these rookie mistakes, not right. jumping, false starting five times in a game. Five yeah. times. Especially like you said, he's not a rookie player. You're not right. a rookie player. I get it's going to happen. You get a little jumpy, but that many times, it's it's really, really hard to excuse. Yeah, and it's happening weekly. Like that's right. like, that might be my biggest frustration with him. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily his play because like I said, I've seen some I've seen some good play from him. Few and far between, but I've seen it. Um, right. It's the penalties and the mistakes and the mistakes while in play 
that are really just costing us. Yeah. Um, I blown up a few times yesterday. That's a rookie. That's a guy who can make rookie mistakes, but how much of it is rookie mistakes and how much of it is he shouldn't be starting at that position right now. You know, we just don't know. Yeah. Um, right. We can venture to guess based on what we're seeing. Um, but overall, the line uh, was massively improved yesterday. And I think that they'll continue to improve. I think that once they saw some success, especially against a defense like Denver, mm-hmm. um, that's messing them up a bit. Like, they've got to have some swag, some confidence now after that game. I, I mean – have to like there's no way after what you've looked like these past few weeks you know I think they were on a high from beating Buffalo and then I don't even want to talk about the last couple episodes we've recorded because it's depressing and then yesterday it's like okay like wow you guys are maybe actually clicking and not as I mean a little bit of hope I have a little bit of hope now whereas before I was like I don't even want to watch the rest of the season I'm going to because I'm sick but I do not want to (laughs) mentally distressed i swear like it's it actually is right it actually is uh kind of reassuring because the past several weeks we have seen them say you know it's it's growing pains we're a new line we're getting used to playing together you know it'll come together we have faith that it'll come together and we're Mm -hmm. like all right stop and tell us that you're not going to compete in this league. Like, obviously they're not going to say that, but like, that's what we felt watching them. It felt hopeless. So seeing them come up so strong yesterday against a top ranked defense, it's exciting. Like, it's like, okay, like I see you guys, like you weren't lying to us. Like men of your word. I like that. I love to see it. Um, Real quickly, before we, you know, wrap this thing up and, and move on, let's talk about pregame yesterday. Jay Glazer, his comments about Mike Tomlin um, were very intriguing, and lots of Steelers fans will appreciate this. A lot of you guys, especially who are on the Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson train, Jay said, live NFL pregame yesterday that Mike Tomlin and he had a conversation about life after Ben. And while Tomlin didn't say when he knows that's going to happen, he did say that he does not want a rookie quarterback. He wants a vet. Sam, what does this mean? I read into that way too much, (laughs) like way too much. I'm like veteran quarterback. Are we talking couple seasons are we talking long time veteran quarterback define veteran quarterback I guess um I don't ever see us honestly signing Aaron Rodgers I'll be the first one to say that said way too many public issues in Green Bay and usually Pittsburgh's not a team that's going to want to deal with that I mean we saw how quickly they treated Antonio Brown when he made it known that he was unhappy I don't really see them going after a player that's you know been public about not wanting to be on a team that they're currently on and I don't think that they're going to pay Aaron Rodgers what he wants either I mean we have players that we ought to pay next year and while we do have a lot of cap space I don't know that they want to commit that much to a quarterback who's going to play a couple seasons 
three seasons and then be right. done. So right. we've said specifically on Yenzers in the past that the Steelers will not sign Aaron Rodgers. We have been right. very clear that that is how we view this situation. Um, Mike Tomlin saying that he prefers a vet. I mean, technically Mason is a vet. Technically, right. Mason Rudolph is a veteran quarterback. Technically, Tony right. Haskins is a veteran quarterback. So, like, what are we really talking about here? This is a very Mike Tomlin thing to say. I want a vet. Of course. Of course you do. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's played in the league for two, three years is a vet at this point. Technically, right. the third year, whatever. So, like, very Mike Tomlin to just not be – not – Yeah. I'm not going to draft a quarterback. But I mean, very non committal. <laughs> yes. Very yes, non committal. Very non committal. <laughs> exactly. That's how we let, that's how. Not going like to show you guys his non cards. <laughs> yeah. He's not going <laughs> to exactly. show you those cards. It's a poker face. It's a, a weird way of being on Tomlinism, I guess. Right. And I mean, we all saw the interaction between him and Aaron Rodgers. We, we all heard what Aaron Rodgers said about Mike Tomlin, said about Pittsburgh. So like a lot of you have your hopes up for that. And I would, honestly, I've hated Aaron Rodgers for a long time. I don't like his attitude. I don't like how he carries himself, but he is a very good football player. So if he comes to Pittsburgh, I'm not going to be mad at it. That's all I'll say. Yeah. I mean, I would, I, yeah. I mean, no one's going to be mad at it. Well, I take that back. People find everything to be mad at, but Oh, yeah. It's not something that we would pout about for sure. Right. All right, guys. Well, I'm sorry this week wasn't super perfect, but we did take home the W. Um, unfortunately, it came with some devastating losses. Um, our prayers go out to Juju. Um, best wishes for a quick recovery. And hopefully, uh, that's not the last time we put on the Steelers uniform, but we recognize so let's wrap this thing up before I go cry in a corner um, and just drown in a tub of ice cream while I'm on prep, which would be a very bad decision. Don't tell my coach. Um, it's been real as always. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Yensers and on Instagram at Yensers Official. And don't forget to subscribe so you can kick it with us every week. We'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Yensers. With Jordan. With Jordan, hopefully no injuries. <laughs>